1: Can we safely say that Newcastle probably is the only team in the country that don't want the fans back in? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because if they were allowed to have fans
0: back in, and Steve Bruce is still there, then there will be absolute riots at St James's Park. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself Regan Walsh and my co-presenter as always Brad how are you on this Monday afternoon?
1: I'm very well, I've gone shopping for a change this morning Jesus
0: how are you feeling all right?
1: I am bright and refreshed getting stuff done before a podcast
0: wow there's something new for you
1: sorry that's cool so, yeah
0: <laughs> I'm always busy you just don't know it <laughs> Uh, So we've had some fixtures over in the Premier League this past weekend, as well as the FA Cup and over in continental Europe, with lots of talking points to come from around the world of football. We'll start off with the Premier League action, and it kicked off on Friday night at Craven Cottage between Fulham and Leeds United. And it was Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds that took the victory, winning 2-1 thanks to a Patrick Bamford goal and a Rafinha goal. Just after, uh, just before the hour mark uh, However, Joachim Anderson did score For Scott Parker's side And Leeds did have an early goal Ruled out by VAR After Luke Ailing thought he'd scored For uh, Leeds The result sees Leeds In 11th place on 39 points Whilst Fulham remain in 18th place on 26 points What are your thoughts On the game, Brad?
1: Nothing too much I think Leeds were fairly decisive in that one. They probably deserved it out of the two, it was one of those games I think Fulham will look at and go, "We probably should have looked to try and get something from it."
0: Yeah, they definitely will be <clears throat> disappointed, uh, especially with how our uh, events turned out around this weekend. So I, I think a point is really what they needed, a minimum to have that real fighting chance I mean it's obviously still there but one point would be better rather than no points at all at this stage of the season Uh, like you said Leeds took their chances more and got to give credit to Bajasa's forward side there but uh, yeah I think Fulham definitely going to be bitterly disappointed looking back at this one now If they go down by like a point or so, realising that this was definitely a chance for them to have got a point uh, this past weekend. Then on Saturday, the only game that took place was at the... Amex Stadium between Brighton and Newcastle United, who are the two teams that we said on the preview show was a real six-pointer, but it didn't turn out to be that case in the end as Brighton went on to win 3-0 thanks to a Leandro Trossard goal just before halftime, and then Danny Weil back and Neil Morpé scoring uh, in the second half for Graham Potter. So A uh, comfortable win then in the end for... Uh, the seagulls you've got to say they thoroughly deserved it and newcastle really are atrocious aren't they
1: we get to newcastle we could get to newcastle in a separate part but i think what we need to give brighton their respect first before we destroy steve bruce more genius yes so
0: uh i mean absolutely brilliant from the, the whole of the brighton team that whole game i mean took the chances, absolutely dominated it. I mean, looking here, they had 11 shots compared to Newcastle's three, having six of them on target compared to Newcastle's one. So, And they actually scored goals this time rather than having a bunch of shots and not scoring, which is what they have done in the past. So they really looked a lot more clinical and put the knife through
1: uh, Newcastle in that game. Yeah. It was just weird to watch Brian actually score more than one goal, but probably deserved and it's literally the minimum they should be expected considering what they were facing.
0: Yeah, I mean that Newcastle side was just woeful. I, I just, I don't even know what to say anymore about this Newcastle side. It just seems to be getting worse and worse as the weeks go on. Later we get into the season would you would think they would be putting up some sort of a fight to push themselves away from the bottom three but they just don't seem to be doing that they seem to be doing the exact opposite and allowing teams to that are around them especially in Brighton's case to pull the pressure even
1: more on Steve Bruce's side yeah but it's, it's just every game now the reaction just becomes even more nuclear
0: yeah I mean, it's crazy
1: say, how he's still there. Can we say that Newcastle probably are the only team in the country that don't want the fans back in?
0: Yeah, I'd imagine so, because if they were allowed to have fans back in and Steve Bruce is still there, then there will be absolute riots at St. James's Park, especially if they were to get relegated as well.
1: I feel like uh, it's, it's been bad all the times when they've been down there like the past two yeah. relegation seasons. This just feels like another level. I think it's they just
0: I think the previous seasons they were, they would have were been bad throughout the whole season and a constant source of badness and didn't really have the best players with well, this team. They have some okay players, but it just seems to be like a massive implosion that seems to have happened with them and Steve Bruce seems to have had falling outs with players and like I mean, last season you would have both the Longstaff brothers playing, Matt Ritchie playing as well. I know they had that little falling out, uh, Ritchie and Steve Bridge, but he needs to really look past that and choose his best 11 because at the minute he's not doing that. And that's why Newcastle are losing as often as they are and in that relegation
1: fright. Yeah, and to playing Devil's Advocate a little bit, they can't technically play their best 11 right now because of injuries. Mm. I feel Like they're missing Wilson now, Moran, Saint Maximan. Yeah. They lost Hayden the, to the weekend as well.
0: Yeah, which looks to be a season ending injury. Yeah. From, from the reports <laughs> I've seen. But I mean they could it's I don't know, it just seems so strange. And then the fact that uh Darlo's been dropped for Dubravka when say Darlo's probably easily been the better keeper out of the two this season.
1: Yeah. I guess like we could go back to the England squad last week. Someone were saying, does Darlow get like the third spot? And he ultimately oh, missed yeah. out in the end to Sam Johnston. Yeah. I think
0: it is a real toss-up between them two. Obviously with Pickford being injured, um, who would have got the third pick? And it's one of them where you can make a case for both. Like Darlow has been... Newcastle stand-up player and made some excellent saves, but obviously Sam Johnson has also been doing the exact same for West Brom and that's why they're not rooted to the bottom of the table and conceded more goals because he actually has put in some decent performances together uh, this season for West Brom. Mm.
1: But either way, the bacon is safe. Yes. He's going nowhere, <sighs> unfortunately for them.
0: Yeah, I mean... The only way he goes is if he leaves himself in the summer.
1: Well, okay, yeah, that's what did the light used to go? Thought, imagine yeah. if he's there next season.
0: <laughs> and they're playing championship football as well. God, Newcastle fans would go absolutely livid. Then on Sunday we had two games. We'll start off with uh, the game at. The London Stadium between West Ham United and Arsenal in a very entertaining game. So West Ham were three-one up by half time, thanks to uh, Jesse Lingard wonder strike, Jared Bowen and Thomas Suchek goal.
1: Sorry, Je-
0: and uh, Suchek scored the own goal.
1: There is a footballer on that pitch, but it's not Jesse Lingard, not the one we know. No, it's Lionel Messi. how he's been playing. I mean, I think I saw
0: a stat yesterday that since he's joined West Ham, no player in the Premier League has been involved in
1: more goals or assists than him. Okay. It's, just, it's <laughs> unreal to say now that is. You know what was weird? This is almost comical because I remember Villa being linked to him on loan at like, the start of the season and everyone just laughing at it. <laughs> yeah. And obviously we ended up signing off no. Barkley and now he looks the better player.
0: Oh. It's like day and night comparing the two players. However, that wasn't the end of the results as in the second half. Another in goal this time by Craig Dawson. Got Arsenal somewhat back into it. And then eight minutes from time, Alexander Lacazette scored the equaliser uh, to give Mikel Arteta's side a point. I mean, at one stage you thought West Ham were going to absolutely run away with this and dominate Arsenal. Yeah. But then they just seemed to implode in the second half.
1: I think it was poor. they were very conservative with their lead and they did, they were happy to see out the 3 now.
0: The 3-1, yeah, 3-1 at the time. I mean, it, I know what you're saying and you would be happy with such a lead uh, against Arsenal. At the same time, you can't be too defensive because they will find a way of breaking down uh, your teams and eventually scoring the goals, which are and it's proven costly to uh
1: Mikel Arteta's side. Yeah. And Martin Edekart just looks very good as well.
0: Yeah. It's a shame that as far as I'm aware, uh they don't have a buy option in his deal. <laughs> Uh, this summer I, it was just a loan deal until the end of the season yeah, Whether I mean, they that's, do that's then that's to make there's a no, move for what, him there's no
1: way Arsenal <laughs> permanently signing him it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to make another loan move for him no, no chance
0: Sign him permanently I
1: don't think there's much of a chance in that person really no Okay, Uh,
0: the result sees Arsenal stay in ninth place uh, with 42 points, whilst West Ham remain in fifth with 49 points. And then the other game that took place this past weekend in the Premier League was at Villa Park between Aston Villa and Tottenham Hotspurs. And it was Jose Mourinho's side that won 2-0 thanks to a Carlos Vinicius goal and a penalty from Harry Kane. Your thoughts on the game? I don't fucking
1: <laughs> Just So devoid of just any creativity, it's laughable. Yeah. Couldn't be any more different from the team that's playing between September and December.
0: Yeah, it, 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 I don't know what it is that's hit so badly.
1: Surely Jack Grealish can't have that much of an influence in the team. Yeah, so every week I'm saying, we're not a one-man team but we were just not there's clearly other players that are clearly capable of you know, trying to step up yeah. but this game just says it was
0: I completely agree they they just looked down and out. no one seemed to be able to create a bit of spark in the team to try and give us a bit of hope
1: and there. summed it up where you said we had all that possession but we hadn't had a single attempt on goal in like the first 50 minutes, I think it was.
0: Mm, well, you only had one shot on target the whole game.
1: Yeah, and that was the second we brought our, our Algarzian because he just loves to have shoot randomly from outside the penalty area.
0: Yes. Uh, speaking of the penalty area, Harry Kane won a penalty 22 minutes from the end of the game.
1: Three. We... Yeah. No, it's, it's one appeared. of them. It's a pen. was he diving in?
0: Yeah. Understand your like straight instant, but uh, it's like a good game. It's one of them where I'm like, could it be given? Does it need to be given? Mm. Has Ken
1: made the most of it? Probably so, but is it my game refereeing? Yes, oh,
0: yeah, well, yeah, true. So, uh, result for Jose Mourinho's side to get back into winning ways after their humiliation in the Europa League on Thursday night.
1: It's another case of the Villa charity striking again. Tottenham needed all, a massive boost after doing the traditional Spurs thing in midweek. And we happily gave it to them. Definitely. So oh, sorry, uh, the results he's... Our season's over now. <laughs> Our season just finishes. We have nothing left to fight for.
0: I mean, it wasn't two minutes ago that you were shouting that you can get the top seven and
1: get a spot in europe it seems to have all changed suddenly in the last two weeks or so because i'm now feeling convinced that Grealish is out for the season and they're just not telling us
0: <laughs> um, if that is the case wow
1: can they tell him to stop coming is... in his still it's always fashion sense as well if you saw all that last night <laughs> was it him in that white nike tracksuit i wonder who's he's responsible is there enough oh, takes I mean on that him?
0: or it was so bad. I, I didn't see the game, but I have seen. Uh, was Gary Neville and Rob Hawthorne on commentary reacting
1: to so it? They were more interested in talking about him than the actual game itself. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, it was a horrible outfit that he
1: had on. He's still my prince. <laughs> uh, the results
0: see Spurs in sixth place with 48 points, a point behind West Ham. And Aston Villa down in 10th now uh, with 41 points. However, they do have a game in hand over Arsenal. This past weekend also saw the return of the FA Cup. We're at the quarterfinal stage now. And on Saturday lunchtime, uh, the game at the Vitality Stadium saw Southampton beat uh, South Coast, fellow South Coast side, uh, Bournemouth 3-0 with goals coming from Musa Janempo, Nathan Redmond scoring a brace. However, things could have been different after Cameron Carter-Vickers did, or thought he scored for Bournemouth. However, it was disallowed by VAR. And then uh, things could have also got worse for them in the second half after Shea Adams also had a, another goal disallowed. you got to say, once Southampton got going, it was fairly comfortable for them.
1: Yeah, as it really should have been, considering the level of quality between the sides.
0: But it was just mm. funny
1: watching them all complain about Redmond starting and then he went and scored twice for <laughs> him. Yeah,
0: I think it was one for them though, where it's, at times he hasn't really been that clinical for uh, Ralph Hasenhutl's size in recent weeks. But like I said to you on Friday, this could be the type of game that Southampton need just to give that bit of flair back into their season and kickstart them all again. And it seemed to work, especially f- uh,
1: for Nathan Redmond. Yeah, Getting to Wembley should be a boost for any team, and even more so for them considering how long it's been since they've been there.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other game on Saturday which took place in the evening at Goodison Park between Everton and Manchester City and it was the Citizens that won 2-0 to keep up their chance of a quadruple with two late goals, one from Ilkay Gundogan and the other from Kevin De Bruyne.
1: It was I a bit precarious did... for
0: a second, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I was. Lo- I was thinking, come on, lads. I've been, sw- uh, you up on the preview show. I was like, if the if there's going to be game changers in this game, it'll be uh, Gundogan, and, uh, De Bruyne. It took him way too long for to get involved. Obviously, De Bruyne didn't come on until the last ten minutes of that game, but they managed to get the job done in the end, and uh, get the victory that they needed. Quadruple
1: still on there? Realistically, do you think they can do it? I thought like their toughest opposition is actually in the Champions League.
0: Yeah, which we will get onto shortly as the draw was made on Friday.
1: But I, th- I think the treble, on. the domestic well, treble is. Yeah, the domestic more treble or less is theirs at the moment, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I can't see
1: unless they well, have I a think. slip up in the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, which we'd get to
0: yeah which we'll get to in a second but um yeah i think the treble it should be uh easy for them now on to yesterday's fixtures or sunday um first game took place at stanford bridge between chelsea and sheffield united and it was thomas tuchel's side that won 2-0 and oliver norwood own goal after 24 minutes gave the blues the lead and then a goal in stuff each time from hakim Ziyech uh continued chelsea's unbeaten stretch and would make it 14 and all Games and they will head into the semi-finals. The
1: it wasn't. Little surprised <laughs> it wasn't more. That's all I'm gonna say. Now this is exactly what I expected. I didn't expect the thrashing.
0: I know. I expected you Expected your average
1: you quarter final that wasn't gonna be anything that entertaining, and the side you'd expect to win just pretty straightforward. Yeah. No, that's what it
0: was. And then the final game in this, this ga- quarter. This game I have way more enough time for. Uh, between Leicester City and Manchester United. And it was Brendan Rodgers' side that won 3-1 with a brace coming from Kelechi Iheanacho. Yuri Teeleman scoring the other goal and Mason Greenwood scoring the sole goal for Manchester United. Right, onto the semi-final draw now. Oh, wow, well, we're going to skip this, aren't we? Your season's all got <laughs> no. over. Yeah, it's a horrendous performance from Manchester United. Uh, absolutely oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, fortunately for United, which you'll get into a bit, they've had the look of the draw there, but another poor, poor performance from Manchester United and Fred once again in this game. Yeah. But, uh, I just... I don't even know what to say anymore. It, I really realistically,
1: don't like do Do you completely blame Fred or does something have to go on Maguire, maybe? It's a bit of both, but I think
0: it would slightly, be a bit more on Fred than uh, Maguire
1: for me. Hmm. It's no Freddy the Red, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we just had like a little tiny yeah. bit on the Magic Man that is collecting here in
0: Oh, agreed. He has been absolutely superb uh, in recent weeks for Brendan Rodgers' side and he's continued to do so again uh, yesterday in his performance against Manchester United. And it's finally looking like his fee is starting to pay off maybe for uh, Leicester City, considering he hasn't really been the best of players at Leicester previously. He had scored the occasional goal in that but gotta say now especially in the last two games he's looked really good for leicester city
1: yeah it's obviously it's a bit difficult for him considering he joined leicester from from man city where he would have hoped to have made it that wasn't the case he'd been replaced by gabriel hazus i believe that's what happened yeah it it wasn't even straightforward when he first joined leicester because i think he thought right i'm gonna be straight in here and tear it up which didn't happen
0: no, and he has had a long road to get to where he is now, and He's, it's he, credit to him.
1: He slightly had to humble himself, I think.
0: Oh, massively! Because, like you said, he comes from Manchester City into Leicester City. He he, he would have thought, oh, okay, I'm you're automatically the starter here, and I'm going to be the one that's scoring them the goals. But Leicester knew Jamie Vardy was always going to score goals for them, so why would you change something? And it's
1: interesting when it's working. It's working. Vardy's sort of been out of sorts recently, and if he's don't want to say he's regressing, it's very early to say that <laughs> but mm. if they now start pushing him out or his role becomes lessened, they are already an advertisement
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that It's one of them where if they allow, say, INACHO to play more advanced than Vardy, it could become like a really good partnership if Vardy starts to drop too... off a bit from Iheanacho and play some good football between the two of them. It could become a playing... really fruitful partnership.
1: Yeah, because they've been playing 3-4-1-2 a lot more this season, yeah. which has yeah. benefited them and their midfield. 100%. And
0: a special shout out to Yuri Telegin again, because what an absolute baller he is! Yeah. He's such joy to watch when he plays uh, for Leicester City and the Belgian team. Right on to the semi-finals now. The draw was made uh, at half-time of the Man United Leicester game, and it sees Chelsea take on Manchester City and Leicester take on Southampton. There's only one game
1: uh, want now for that final:
0: Chelsea versus Southampton.
1: What the hell would I want that? That's the worst option. <laughs> Chelsea, Leicester? It has to be Leicester, Man City. Look, it's just yeah, to. Who's course. the one team, Man City, haven't beat this year? Leicester, this easy. Yeah. Have they having them since the 5-2? Not that I'm aware of.
0: I don't know when the second scheduled fixture is meant to be. Maybe it's later on in the season. Uh, but, yes, it's definitely... Ah, it's after the international break, actually. Perfect timing. Yes. Uh, I, I'm the,
1: all in and Leicester are it. winning it. I'm not, I, I want them to win it. It's not my prediction they are going to win it. I really want them to win it. Be interesting to see what the flutters are at the bookies
0: as to uh, Leicester winning their overall tournament.
1: I also um, wanted for... want to see if Gary remain neutral.
0: Oh, God, no. If Leicester get to the final, he's not remaining neutral.
1: He's totally got to be in Leicester, shirt. Oh,
0: 100%. Uh, the semi finals will take place over the weekend of the 17th of April, with obviously both ties being played at Wembley Stadium. Right, on to the rest of the world of football now. Uh, into the European leagues. We'll start off over in Germany. Bayern Munich beat Stuttgart 4-0. Once again, uh, Robert Lewandowski scored a hat-trick and Serge Gnabry scored as well. And that was despite Alfonso Davies getting sent off early in the game. for And that was
1: just the first half.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have easily scored a lot more goals in that game and it could have been an absolute hooner of an evening for Stuttgart. But once again, Lewandowski doing what he does best he's breaking that record at the uh, i now can't say he won't break that record i genuinely do believe but he we will were saying he, be able to get this
1: record we were saying he needs to average like a goal a game and now he's scored hat trick
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's one of them where he definitely can now have like a few games where he doesn't score but he i think he still has enough time to break that record. Elsewhere in the Bundesliga Borussia Dortmund played out a 2-2 draw with Cologne Erling Haaland scored a brace for Borussia Dortmund so obviously think
1: Lewandowski re- can do Haaland can also do Is it, Do we reword that as that like Haaland actually saves Dortmund? Oh yes he
0: does because they were 2-1 down for 25 minutes before Haaland scored an equaliser just before stoppage time for uh, the
1: black and yellow he was also a rock bundle of joy at the full time whistle. was he? I haven't seen. You're not see, have you not seen it? Not just didn't really pay attention to much at the Bundesliga this past weekend, actually. You, mean you haven't even seen the the clip. It's full time. So basically, full time whistle's gone. I think I think he did it, oh, it slightly before he takes his shirt off, just throws it at one of the Cologne players, walks straight down to him. Fair enough. And then obviously, that's now starting to think okay. like, oh, he's leaving Dortmund. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I did see just before we start. apparently, that he said to Mina Raiola, he's agent, that if they don't get Champions League this season, he wants to leave.
1: It it was the reaction of a very frustrated bloke who feels like he's carrying the team.
0: I mean, he will and truly is. I mean, out of the 54 goals that they've scored in the league this season, he scored 21 of them, uh, with their next best being... Uh, Jaden Sancho on six, in Isn't the really league. Good that is, which is no. If, I mean, your first striker, you always want twenty to twenty-five, even thirty, and then you want everyone else into double figures. And at this rate, mm. it doesn't look like that's happening.
1: Elsewhere, Wolfsburg if we, if kept if, on their ground. I was going to try and segue that perfectly into somebody else because obviously they're being taken over by Marco Rose. In the summer, current Munchen Gladbach manager, and who is replacing him as Munchen Gladbach manager?
0: Uh, Xavi Alonso is set to become the new Borussia Munchen Gladbach manager. And speaking of and Gladbach, they beat bottom side Schalke three 0 with Lyle Stindl, Stefan Liner, and an own goal from Freder- Frederick Rono gave uh, Marco Rose's side the three points. Um Joker are just awful. Um, there's nothing else to say about that. This season, they have been absolutely awful. uh Gladbach are obviously in tenth. How do you think? Speaking of your lines if this all does go ahead and it is confirmed by Muncheon Gladbach, how do you think he will fare at them? As it will be his first senior role, as he's currently a Rail Sociedad B manager.
1: I think it's hard to how judge. Do you it. think he will get on? Hard to judge, isn't it? Yeah, it's a massive step up from the B team. Of a Spanish club, no matter how well that Spanish club is doing.
0: Yeah.
1: We won't know until it happens. Yeah, he's done, like, in his
0: playing career, he did well in Germany with Bayern Munich, but I'm not too sure as to, like, what his management style is, obviously, because no one follows Rayo Sociedad B that closely. Um, what How he intends to play is definitely going to be something to watch next season at Gladbach. So... It's going to be a proper eye-opener for him and I think the rest of the German league. And speaking of the rest of the German league, RB Leipzig won on Friday night beating Arminia Bielfeld 1-0 thanks to a Marcel Subica goal after 46 minutes. And speaking of uh, Leipzig, they have announced the signing of Mohamed Simekin uh, from Strasbourg, who will join in the summer as he will replace the outgoing Deo Umpamakano. And finally, the other big team in the Bundesliga by Leverkusen, they lost 3-0 to Hertha Berlin with uh, Deo Fusio probably butchered that name Matthias Cunha and Jan Cordoba scoring the goals for Hertha Right, over in France now Monaco beat Saint-Etienne 4-0 Nice beat Marseille 3-0 Montpellier beat Bordeaux 3-1 Nîmes Nîmes, beat Lille 2-1 in the shock of the weekend over in France and PSG got back to winning ways in the league, beating Lyon 4-2 with Kylian Mbappé scoring a brace, Danilo Pereira and Angelo Di Maria. The goal scorers for Mauricio Pochettino's side, a result that sees them leapfrog Lille and go to the top of the league on goal difference. If
1: there's only one thing I can add on French football, it's what on earth is the colour scheme with PSG's away kit? Like the pink and purple. Whatever it is. We'll see it. Yeah,
0: I have no idea with uh, PSG with some of their kit colours over the past few years were very interesting right over to Italy now
1: uh, for, for it one we can go on on this and we all know what that is yes
0: uh, Tabletoppers Inter Milan had their game against Sassuolo postponed uh, due to a positive case in the Sassuolo camp was it not two idea. in the intimate. i
1: Oh no, whatever.
0: <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Atalanta beat Hellas Verona two nil. Roma lost two nil to Napoli. AC Milan beat Fiorentina three two. Lazio beat Udinese one 0 And the talking point of the weekend happened at the Allianz Stadium in Turin, as Juventus lost one 0 to Benevento, thanks to an Adolfo Guich goal. Uh, what do you say to that?
1: Seriously, lads, how are you going to go and lose to a team that hasn't won in 10? 16th place, Benevento
0: have conceded 52 goals this season. That's the third most in the Italian top division. And you
1: lose to them? How? If there's anything that just sums up the event this season, it's what happened in this game. It's not even like they played a poor
0: team, like their star players, Ronaldo, Maratta, Artur, Rabio Chiesa, Kuleveski, their whole team are full of stars. And they somehow managed to lose to uh, Benevento despite dominating on position, uh, possession, despite dominating shots and shots on target. Like Benevento's only shot on target was their goal. It's absolute madness. Uh So with the results it sees Juventus stay in third on 55 points. Ace Milan in second on 59 and Inter remain top of the table on 65 points. With that last European or Champions League spots uh, very close between Atalanta, Napoli and Roma with five points separating the three sides. Right, on to Predictions League now. We have This is where obviously... We put on our predictions for the games on Friday, and uh, we get the points. So Just an the games we covered—not actually no, not this week. It was actually a good week for yourself. So right, we've had uh, the six games were Fulham versus Leeds, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, Arsenal, Roma, Napoli, Lyon, PSG, and Besiktas versus Finnbachae. So Fulham versus Leeds I get the school, one point for getting the school right uh, wrong team then Brad gets two points for the Brighton Newcastle game for
1: predicting a anyway, Brighton I've just, win. I've realized, I have just realised that. What? We broke our cardinal rule. Oh yeah. How we
0: taken us until one day afternoon to realise that we shouldn't have put Leeds in it because we banned them
1: and they fucking won the bastards. <laughs> it's good can't believe it's taking us they've, this they've long time both of us yet yeah, again they've screwed us
0: right, right. <laughs> we need to write this down somewhere leads are well and truly banned we can't allow them in anymore uh right back to what i was saying uh brighton newcastle brad gets two points for predicting a brighton win West Ham arsenal we were both wrong as we both predicted west ham wins brad gets two points for predicting napoli would beat roma me and you, we both get two points for predicting PSG would beat uh, Leon and uh, Brad gets points for or oh, two points for Besiktas Vebatci as it was a draw, uh, but the wrong score. So, looking back at this weekend, sees you won 88 points and me on 117. Um, later yes. on this week, go on.
1: So if I do them, it's uh, twenty odd points. So I've definitely decreased that by a good margin this week.
0: Yeah, yeah you had a really good week. Uh, when we do it later on this week, it'll, I don't know even know what we'll probably do it on the lower leagues and some random leagues that aren't well, covering. No, there's, uh, a, there's
1: enough World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, uh, true.
0: So that could be it, interesting. In the international uh, break spirit. <laughs> not gonna happen. As we mentioned, uh, the Champions League draw took place on Friday uh, afternoon after uh, our podcast had come live. So we're just going to react to the draw now. I don't think we didn't know we didn't speak about it. So the quarterfinal draws sees Real Madrid face Liverpool, Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund. FC Porto will play Chelsea and Bayern Munich will play Paris Saint-Germain. All four ties are going to be great to watch.
1: Yes, and I got two of them. Yes. Two of them were the ones I wanted. So you definitely can't complain there. Uh, Erling Haaland is going to single-handedly end the quadruple.
0: Definitely so. So uh, Real Madrid versus Liverpool, Man City versus Dortmund will take place on the 6th of April and the day after the other four. Uh, two games will be played or kick off at eight o'clock UK time.
1: And, uh, I don't know what I know Germany's COVID laws have changed, so it's whether Man City will be told to play in Budapest the Best again. We don't yeah, really know. I'm
0: not too sh- I'm not too sure whether uh, they have been uh, confirmed for the places as to where them will take place. And then so the winner of quarterfinal final th- three which i believe was i did have it actually written down uh, the ties give me two seconds of how how the semi-finals I think I, I think will
1: go okay if you do i'll let you crack on with it because i believe there's the potential for liverpool chelsea in the semi-finals and then you'd be uh, right so the semi-final yeah The
0: winners of Bayern Munich and PSG will face the winners of Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund, and the winners of Real Madrid Liverpool will face the winners of FC Porto versus Chelsea.
1: We have a potential semi-final of Pep facing his old club and the ultimate nostalgia semi-final in Liverpool-Chelsea.
0: Yes, which should be uh, very interesting if we do get them semi-finals to
1: happen. me back to 2005.
0: Ah, oh, indeed, indeed.
1: Following the Champions League draw, they but also maybe, did the. Euro- Jamie Carragher might be right, you know.
0: Why? What did Jamie Carragher say?
1: This is what he said. If we went back through, did you say? If you say that, he was talking about, or two, or two or three weeks ago, and he was talking about, well, Liverpool. it's written, Liverpool are going to win the Champions League this year. Because I think it was they beat Real Madrid or some, at some point in that run then they have the potential Chelsea semi-final and where's the final this year Istanbul
0: so people are really saying <laughs> that's <laughs> written in the stars for them oh gosh that's a bit of a stretch um the Europa League draw was made afterwards and that saw uh only one real interesting time that's Ajax will play Roma the other draw saw Dynamo Zagre play Villarreal Ajax play Roma and Granada will play Manchester United. But
1: that's so what people, not sh- what people care about, really. It's the, the way the bracket has worked out.
0: Yes, yeah, so it means Manchester United and Arsenal, if they were to get to the final, will, will avoid each other and uh, not play each other, obviously, until the final, should they get there.
1: And, yeah, on paper, they should. Well, you would expect both of them maybe to reach the final. But, of course, if Arsenal are going to do it, there is the potential of them facing Villarreal in the semi-final. And who is the Villarreal manager? Good evening. Unai Emery. It would be, be so comical if they get to the series and then Una Emery knocks them out. Oh, <laughs> that
0: circle. Yes. Indeed, it would be absolutely hilarious uh, if Unai Emery is the man that knocks them out of the Europa League.
1: If I'm being honest, it'd be even more hilarious to see Man United get knocked out by a team that sounds like a Spanish villa. (laughs) but Granada.
0: Just a bit of, or not transfer news, but contract news uh, in the last few minutes. Uh, Fabrizio Romano said, uh, Neymar Jr. is on the verge of signing a new contract with Paris Saint-Germain until June 2026. Last details to be sorted to. A huge bonus will be included in the agreement if PSG win the Champions League in the time that he signs his contract. So that is good mm-hmm. news for uh, Nassir Al-Khalifi and co.
1: That is pretty much this is because you said that, news, this is almost perfect segue for this.
0: Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? This is obviously the bit of the show where we talk about uh, things you may have not have seen in the world of football. And, Brad, you have one for us this week, which I'll let you fire away with.
1: And if you're realized honest, it does concern Mr. Neymar Jr. himself. So... <laughs> It would appear that he's been playing a lot on Tinder recently. Okay.
0: Not the Neymar news I scored this week, but whatever.
1: Well, you've not seen that he's got a Tinder account? No. Completely verified and everything? You can get verified on Tinder. Yes. Yeah. A
0: weird one, but whatever.
1: So, it would appear so, even if you're not the real Neymar.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yep. So the story is someone pretended to be Neymar on, on Tinder and they verified
0: how on earth can you be so freaking crazy to think that it would be the actual neymar jr that would
1: be on tinder come on it's still not even the craziest part because Uh, neymar himself found out
0: oh jesus
1: and he's all on board with it (laughs) for god's sake he he found out took it rather well and said in I think an Instagram post like I hope they are representing well <laughs> oh, absolutely crazy
0: I've just realised when we're wrapping up the European leagues we haven't spoke about La Liga
1: did anything happen so that... <laughs> uh,
0: Barcelona continued their winning streak uh, they're now beaten in 18 league matches if I am correct in thinking Real Madrid beat Celta Vigo's 3-1, uh, and Atlético Madrid just about beat Alaves 1-0, and Lionel Messi became the all-time record appearance holder for Barcelona as uh, he scored a brace, as well as a brace from Sergino Dest, as they beat Real Sociedad 6-1. was not
1: that didn't get uh, as much attention this weekend? I didn't even know that score. <laughs> yeah.
0: It happened uh, last night. That was the last game of the weekend in Spain.
1: There's something else I could add that I saw. I think Suarez scored. For what was his 500th career goal?
0: Yes. Uh, and he said, well, he had, um, so he, he was wearing his normal Puma boots and then at halftime he changed into like a special made pair for the 500 goal uh, that Puma had gave him.
1: Typical Suarez, that. Yes right and the final bit of news which is well, we, uh, we did we did segue quite quickly from neymar <laughs> it, was, it was just nice to see that he didn't try and tinder like, up his sister or anything for now <laughs>
0: i mean he doesn't need to go on tinder he just needs to get injured again and then he'll be back around her house in uh two minutes with him right so the final bit of news which is uh absolutely massive and great news is sky sports and bbc have announced they will show the women's super league so the women's premier league from next season uh on a three-year deal it is reportedly set to be eight million per season sky will show 45 live games with 35 of them being on either sky sports premier league sky sports main event or sky sports football And the BBC will show up to 22 games with a minimum of 18 being on BBC One and BBC Two. Uh, They've also confirmed that all of the games that aren't on the BBC uh, and Sky will continue to be shown on the free app. uh, That is the BBC, um, the FA player. So that is absolutely great news in the world of the women's game. And it is said to be the biggest uh, TV package done for uh, the women's game in the world of football which is absolutely incredible and hopefully it is just the start of it and we get to see the rise of the women's game continuing uh, more and more over the next few years especially with the Euros taking place in England next summer. Speaking of the yeah. women's game there's only two do you want to say
1: something on that before I continue? No no i no, was just saying yeah it's just nice to see it happen. Got is a very damn talent. Yeah, uh,
0: the two games that took place in the WSL this past weekend on Friday night, Arsenal beat Manchester United 2-0. An own goal from Militana gave Joe Montemurro's side uh, an early lead, and then uh, just after half time, a lot of up and moy headed home uh, Katie McCabe-Cross to give Arsenal a 2-0 victory. And that was despite playing the last half an hour with 10 players after Beth Mead saw her second yellow card. Uh, Which means that Arsenal have kept the pressure right upon Manchester United and there's now three points between the two sides in the last place for the UEFA Champions League. And then the final game that
1: took place this weekend... If I could just cut in there because I know you say you're neutral... Which is this yeah. disgrace in my humble opinion. Only one of them can win the league. Which one wins it?
0: Well, I mean, it's not happening this season, but... Um, I'd say Man United, I want Man United to win it because they're the newer team to the WSL compared to Arsenal. And Arsenal have won it in the past.
1: There you go.
0: No more spoiling Arsenal then. Nope, not happening. Arsenal will always be the team of a team for me because I've watched them for longer in the WSL. And the final game that took place was at Arsenal's North London rival, rivals, even not rivals, at the Hive Stadium as Tottenham and Bristol City played out a 1-1 draw. Serie 1 scored an excellent free kick after three minutes for Rhiann Skinner's side. But uh, Gemma Evans' header shortly after half-time meant the points were shared between the two sides and the result sees Bristol City come off the bottom of the table and overtake West Ham by a point. However, West Ham do have two games in hand over Bristol and Tottenham remain in eighth place on 17 points. As I said on the preview show this weekend, uh, you'll be able to watch all the WSL games. on the fa player or on tv as they are kicking off at different times so once one game's finished you'll be able to watch the other with three games on saturday and the other three being playing on sunday
1: right uh, any more for any more no oh, is really, that it? I, just, I believe that's it but we just now have to look forward to everything that's going to happen this and next week
0: as we enter the international
1: break I think um,
0: you have not been missed. Yeah. I Yeah, no. I'm not looking forward to it at all.
1: You, you could sound. Like that's road we sound. Yeah, but
0: even if it isn't international friendlies, World Cup for of Fires are still as boring considering England are in a group with a bunch of farmers, quite literally.
1: That's very rude to sound, Marina.
0: Most of them have part-time jobs and I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was actually a farmer, so not that rude. I think your phone is a part-time right. banker. Well, say that well enough and you'd be right about the England manager, he is a part-time <gasps> banker. <laughs> Uh, right, that is the end of it. We'll be back later on this week to look ahead to the international fixtures uh, for the home nation sides and preview all the games that we have in the Women's Super League and any of the news that comes out throughout the course of this week. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe and turn on post notifications if you are listening to us on YouTube. Give us a five star rating if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts and download us if you are listening to us on Spotify. And make sure you follow us on Twitter so you can have all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. And that is off the at is off TC pod. So that's O F F
1: and until later so on this week, it's goodbye do you, from me. Do you think they can't spell it?
0: Yeah, it's just for clarity, because you never know sometimes. I knew we we're recording have, one, uh, I know, but I can,
1: I can happily say that it's actually written on the screen. <laughs> just oh, look at the bottom. Oh, oh, it's <laughs> is it? oh my screen is <laughs> not. For those video listeners, this. Mm. If, if you're watching us on YouTube. Okay. Yes. Uh, love and you, you can also click on the level link. Level, and you
0: can also click the link in the YouTube description because I believe it's there. Or is it on the YouTube channel page that you can click the link and it will send you to the Twitter page as well.
1: Okay. Either
0: way, right
1: <laughs>
0: yes. uh, we'll see you at the end of the week to look ahead to all the fixtures from around the world of football. Until then, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter, Brad.
1: See
0: you. We'll see you soon.